to Totalus Rankium. This week, Michael Server. Hello, and welcome to Roman Emperor's Totalus Rankium. I am Jamie. And I'm Rob, ranking all of the emperors from Augustus to Constantine 11, and this is episode 12 times 12, Michael 7. Nice. Mixing it up with the uh, the episode numbers, and also showing off, I'll admit it, my times table knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing. One down. <laughs> 143 to go. Is that how many times tables there are? Well, for 12 times 12 grid, yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? 12 times 12. I've <laughs> just failed my times table knowledge. <laughs> Okay. It's episode 144. <laughs> See, I've memorised a fact, but I've not yet got to the level where I can use that information. <laughs> not confidently. Oh, that's okay. No. Don't worry. But, like, it, but, it was the last last episode we got the adding up wrong again. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think yeah. we should just take it as a given from now on that the <laughs> adding up is always wrong. So if you want to know what score emperors have, just check check the website because the cards are accurate. And the website's up to date as well, because I updated it last oh, week. So Anyway, let's do this. We are on Michael Seven. Figuratively. Figuratively we are. And last time we finally got to ten seventy one, a big time, a big date in Roman history. That's with uh, the because... big loss in that place that they Oh went yes, to. that place is Manzikert. You're absolutely right. And you're spot on with the big loss. Because we discussed the attempts of Romanos IV to push back the advancing Turks. And if you could sum it up in one sentence, you would say, it didn't go well. No. No. They were up some um, sort of fecal river without a power. Yeah. Unfortunately so, yeah. The Romans lost. Alparslan captured Romanos and then let him go. Uh, <laughs> fully expecting the Roman world to implode. And it did. Uh, a civil war was fought, which Romanos lost. Uh, but who won? Michael. Well, yes, if you remember, Romanos was only a co-emperor at the time. His partner emperor, of course, is the son of Constantine X and Eudocia. And his name is Michael Seven, and this is his episode. Uh, quick word of warning, though. Ooh. This episode gets a little bit name-heavy. Oh, as no. I'm... Yeah. Uh, I'm bad I did enough be... as it is. Well, I did my best, uh, but a lot of people do a small thing and then disappear from the narrative. And it would be far more useful if they like stuck around and did two or three things um <laughs> and also everyone's bloody called isaac nikephoros john or michael so uh there was no originality in roman times was there? there really wasn't i've done my best but this might be one of those episodes where if you're listening at home and you sometimes get confused with the names you might want to grab a piece of pen or paper or maybe we'll just make up some nicknames uh, try and keep things straight yeah we'll see yeah Mickey Seven. There we go. That can be Michael's name. Sounds like a gangster, now. It does. It sounds pretty good, doesn't it? So uh, we you start in the round. Pay Mickey Seven. <laughs> you owe him money. <laughs> We're going to start in 1050, where when Mickey Seven was born, uh, to the into the powerful Ducas family. It's, it's still smoking a cigar, gangster-y, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Welcome to my Ducas family. <laughs> Here we look after you. We give you the money if you need it. He he said whilst being born. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Impressive. Right in. His father's Constantine, who we've done an episode on. Yeah. And obviously, uh, Constantine was very involved in the very top of Roman politics. If you remember, he was a political prisoner for a while before 
Michael was born. Yeah. So that's all behind the family now. That's all over. Constantine is now a mild-mannered man who happened to be good friends with the rising star in the palace, Celus. Oh, Celus. Oh, yes. Now, Michael, or Mickey Seven, would have viewed Celus as an uncle growing up. You are like family family. to us. Yeah, like family. He's very Mm. much like family. Another man that Michael would have viewed as an uncle uh, would have been his actual uncle, John Ducas. Remember, you've been very suspicious of John Ducas the last couple of episodes. Yeah. He's the one where you think, oh, no, he's up to no good. He's he's one of two Brother Johns that I've been telling you to keep an eye on. He's the Ducas Brother John. Anyway, uh, that's all we really know of the first nine years of uh, Michael's life. But then... When he's about nine years old, his father suddenly becomes emperor after some political manoeuvring from Uncle Celus. Yeah. Which is pretty nice. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, not only that, but attempting to secure the new dynasty and keep the current custom, Michael was also declared emperor alongside, along with his brother Andronicus. What a heck of a birthday present. Yeah, there you go. There's your Lego set and uh, your emperor. And don't look up... The histories of other small boys that became emperor when they were young. Uh, absolutely because... fine. <laughs> I mean, it always ends well. We know this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, right. I mean, remember, of course, this isn't like in the early days when you got young emperors. Uh, this yeah. is typical for heirs at this point. Instead of being called Caesar, the heirs were made co-emperor, but very much seen as an heir, not an actual co-emperor. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we're not counting him as emperor at this point. Because he's not. His dad Emperor is. in training. Yeah, exactly. Now, it's very unlikely that Michael would have realised just how much the Empire was falling around his family uh, whilst his father was in charge. Uh, because his father, his uncle John and Celus, were all very happily just ignoring the early warning signs of the Turks invading and uh, generally just making money for themselves or pursuing academic interests. Uh, just enjoying being rich and powerful, basically. Yeah. Just don't look out the window. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of smoke, sir. And, and that happened for yet another nine years of his life. Nice. Uh, until he's almost 18 years old, or maybe he's just 18, but he, he's reached manhood. Uh, his father becomes ill and dies. Oh. So there you go, Michael's heir. He then becomes emperor, Emperor Michael Seven. That was easy. But no. <gasps> what? Because as we have seen, interestingly, he did not take over the government. His mother did. Which is why we had an episode on Eudocia. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Now why this is the case isn't certain. This this is weird. We've never really seen this before. Mm. We've seen young children uh, have regents, but I mean, Michael's 18. If, if not actually 18, he's about to turn 18. Uh, he is definitely old enough to rule. Is it? Is there any comparison between Nero and his mum? Because she's a bit power hungry, wasn't she? She, she was, um, but everyone recognised that Nero was definitely the emperor. Right. Uh, whereas here, it seems that everyone was more than happy to accept the fact that Michael's not actually the emperor. He's still co-emperor, uh, yeah. but it is Eudocia who's in charge. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, now, the closest source we have in this time, obviously, still is Celus, uh, who claims that Michael not taking the lead on ruling the Empire was proof that young Michael was wise beyond his years. He's sucking be- up again, isn't he? Because he was willing to learn before taking on the reins himself. Hmm. Mm, in fact, I'll, I'll quote Celus here. By the way, have you enjoyed Celus? In a way. 
uh, because uh, make the most of him. Oh no! He's about to go. Uh, In a big way. Um, no, but I'm going to say yes just to make it sound more exciting. Oh, yes, oh. something really exciting happens. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, his manuscript doesn't just stop suddenly for no reason that we can discern at all. No, no, <laughs> something dramatic happens. Nice. We'll find out what happens later. Anyway, uh, I'll quote Salas here. He was already long past his boyhood and able to think for himself. His intellectual powers were fully developed and had been frequently put to the test. It is no easy manner, therefore, to find a parallel to his obedient attitude or to the way he left the whole administration to his mother. I find it altogether impossible to praise the young man enough for this. On several occasions I have seen him myself, when he could have spoken in his mother's presence, kept silent, as if speech were beyond him. And though he had the ability to undertake any task that you would like to name, he took no part in matters concerned with the Empire. That just makes him sound like a, a wimp under his mum's thumb, but he's trying to make the best out of a bad situation, right? Oh, oh, oh yeah, but very, very, very much so. <laughs> yeah. The word bias doesn't even cover it at this <laughs> stage. Uh, yeah. I mean, Celis has always been uh, a bit problematic, and more so the more recent we've got, where yeah. he is essentially running the Empire yeah. uh, with the Dukas family. But he becomes practically useless at this point. Right. In fact, I'm going to quote him again just so you can see how bad it gets. As I write these words, I find myself overcome by the same emotions as I often feel when I am in his presence, meaning Michael. The same wonder thrills me. Indeed, it is impossible for me not to admire him. And I would ask my readers not to distrust my account, nor to regard with suspicion the words that I shall presently write here, because they are penned during this emperor's lifetime. I think Celis has a crush on him. <laughs> it is so on the nose, you've got to wonder whether this is Celis giving a nod and a wink to future historians, and a kind of, just disregard this part, everyone, <laughs> because, look, yeah. I'm writing it when, when Michael's... Michael's reading this over my shoulder right now, so... Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I, yeah. It, it's just ridiculous. So, unfortunately, I mean, Celis, I've got a couple of quotes, but it's, it's pretty much useless. It is just Aww. lots of gush. So, anyway, back to the Emperor. Uh, you have to wonder whether it's just the case... Like you, you, you said, the Michael's simply not up to the task, and everyone knew it, and that's why his mother took over. Possibly. It'd, yeah. be, it'd be like me trying to take over this podcast. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't even try, because I, I don't know how to record. I don't, you know. I don't know what's going on half the time. You're just saying it's, words at me. We, we like, boot up all the, the software, and you're like, is it presidents, Greeks, or Romans this week? And <laughs> every time. Every time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, you really do get the impression, and we'll see as it goes on a bit more, but you really do get the impression that Michael... Uh, there are some people who were born to rule, and there are some yeah. people who have power thrust upon them, and then there are some people who happily sit in their room just playing with their toys. Excellent. Yeah. Can I, can I make a prediction? Go I, on, I hope it's going to happen. I hope at Go some on. point he leads an army. That's what I'm hoping happens. <laughs> and it's just funny. <laughs> Well, we'll see. We will see. Anyway, as we saw in Eudocia's episode, Eudocia did everything she could to break free of the oaths forced upon her 
by her dead husband to ensure yeah. that somebody else, anybody else, took over the running of the empire rather than her own son. Oh dear. Which re- really does give you a sense that it's like, everyone realised Michael's not up for the task here. He's still playing with Lego and he's 21. I mean... Yeah. Anyway, the next we hear of uh, the Emperor is that really detailed account that we got uh, near the end of Eudocia's episode. This is when he's suddenly awoken in the middle of the night by his mother and an angry-looking Celus. Now, this is the account that Celus gives us, and according to Celus, Michael gave Celus a suspicious look as he was awoken, which you probably would do if you were just woken in the middle of the night. Perhaps this suggests that Michael didn't trust Celus, didn't really get on with Celus. He's a bit creepy. I wouldn't trust maybe, uh, maybe this suggests that Michael was so dim that, like a goldfish, he just forgot who was around him oh. after five seconds. Oh, no. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> we just don't know. <laughs> you? Probably not that. But yeah, he's woken in the middle of the night. He was then informed by his mother that he was going to have a brand new daddy. Oh, <laughs> because I'm now going to marry Romanos Diogenes. The, yes, yes, the general who was usurping not long ago. That's the one. And this so. is why Celus is annoyed, because they made Celus go with Eudocia to look like they're unified. Oh yes, it? Celus is not happy. Uh, again, it's him giving us the account, and he says that he could not figure out what Michael was thinking at this point. Michael either poker-faced or, again, away with the fairies, who knows. <laughs> and then Romanos himself suddenly appears. All planned by Eudocia. Romanos yeah. appears, and uh, Michael... Uh, steps forward and embraces his new stepfather and co-emperor. Friend! (laughs) Daddy, (laughs) you look different. Apparently, uh, he stepped forward, and I quote, without the slightest trace of emotion. The the Um, Romanus? No, no, that's Michael. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) He doesn't understand feelings. I I think he's tired. He's been woken up. He's going to be grumpy in the morning. His his pattern's been disturbed. Yeah, I I think I know what sort of goes on in Michael's head. (laughs) Like whenever he has that vacant, vacuous stare in his eyes. <laughs> maybe. Maybe that's what's going on. Uh, who knows? We're judging too early, Jamie. Yeah. I think that's what's going through his head the entire time. I might. I, this might all be like a, a double bluff. I might be about to turn it all around and he's an amazing emperor for you know. Your facial expression tells me otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> And it's around this time uh, that Uncle John Ducas suddenly comes rushing into the room, obviously hearing that something's going on. Uncle again, John! A- Uncle John! It's Daddy! <laughs> Look who's back! Well, again, according to Celis, <laughs> John was able to keep control of his emotions, and he congratulated Romanos. But as we've seen, Romanos had made a bitter, bitter enemy of the Ducas family. They all now hated him. Well, yeah, you would. Yeah. Uh, and then the events of the last episode play out, uh, where we followed Romanos's uh, life. We get nothing on Michael during this time, at all. Do you think he just sat in his room staring at a wall the entire time? Quite possibly. If we believe Celis, uh he was helping orphaned puppies across the road <laughs> to visit their grandmothers or something like that. Uh, Celis just goes off on one about how wonderful he was. Um, in fact, I... In fact, I'll tell you some of the things he got up to, according to Salas. Again, I'm quoting. Nothing pleased him more than reading books on all kinds of learned subjects. (laughs) This is spot. (laughs) (laughs) He delighted in the coining of new words. Libble. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> you really, I really, really hope that the Michael section in Celis is just dripping with sarcasm because you can read it in a way where Celis yeah. is writing this knowing Michael's going to read it, but it is just obvious insults. Because you know, in my head, <laughs> saying someone really enjoyed coining new words is just a, a really snarky way of saying they didn't know what they were talking about, so they just made stuff up. It almost sounds like a nursery teacher's report, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Michael's Full a very energy. enthusiastic member of the class who is tries, always willing to share their opinions. Tries really, really hard, and although not always successful... <laughs> in fact, in his own words, he has been kiplimply successful this year. Anyway, uh, Attiliati is our other main source for the... Uh, the time period paints a slightly different picture. I'll quote him this time. The emperor lacked steady judgment and showed no lack of childish immaturity. So, yeah, he was partying, he was having fun. Uh, that's about it. Colouring him with crayons. <laughs> Maybe not that far, uh, but he, he <laughs> certainly wasn't ruling as an emperor. And lo, could be... on the third day, he managed to keep within the lines. It could be anything from him colouring in, or maybe he's a party animal kind of emperor who just didn't yeah, care. Uh, it could be that, but he's, cer- he's certainly not doing his job. Uh, but then, no one expected him to, by the sounds of things. They got yeah. Romanos in to do that. Anyway, he presumably spent his time enjoying himself as emperor, not getting involved, while the events of the last episode played out. Uh, Romanos headed out several times, if you remember, to fight the Turks, whilst battling with the Ducas family in the capital. Yes. Uh, now, obviously, Michael is a Ducas himself, so maybe he did get involved with some of that, but you really get the impression it's more John Ducas pulling the strings there with yeah. some other family members. Uh, and then one day, a detachment of the Varangian Guard suddenly swept into his room. Friends, <laughs> he said. Uh, they were yeah, nice Viking friends. Yeah. Uh, news had reached them. The Emperor Romanos had been defeated in battle and captured by the enemy. Michael was now the sole emperor, and they were here on orders of Uncle John to keep him safe. Keep That's him good. safe. Oh, yeah, keep him safe. Yeah. Uh, Michael would have found out soon after this that this was not the only detachment of the Varangian Guard heading through the palace this night, because a second group had headed to the rooms of his mother, and has also put Eudocia under protection. Ah. And in fact, Eudocia really needed to be protected. Well, of course. Really. We're safer to keep someone to protect them, of course, (laughs) than in the deepest, darkest nunnery that you can possibly find. Yes, of course. Yeah, uh, so Eudocia is nunned. Uh, like oh. I said in her episode, a couple of other things happen, but not much. And this is it. This is John Ducas and Celis managing to get the better of her in the end by just going, ah, you win nunning you, and there's nothing you can oh. do about it. So that's it. We never really heard of her again. Um, presumably she lived as a nun for a while and then died. Mm. Uh, we also don't get the reaction of Michael, but it's safe to imagine he probably wasn't too happy about this. Mummy? <laughs> yeah. Still, Uncle John and Celis were right there assuring him that this was definitely the right thing to do. It's the only way forward for the Empire. What Daddy! the Empire needed right now was a clear Emperor in charge. A man. A mm. member of the powerful Ardukas. And yes, Michael had sort of been Emperor for a decade now, but no one ever really saw him as emperor so let's make it really clear to everyone shall we that you are now the actual emperor so a ceremony was set up in the Hajj Sophia 
nice. Michael was crowned. And uh, for the first time, he is really seen as the emperor. So this is the date we're going to count him from. Now, as covered in the last episode, we have very few details on the short civil war that followed between Michael VII and Romanos IV. Um, but it would appear that John Ducas takes the lead in organising the troops. Uh, while Michael did... Who knows? Who knows? He finished the spider on page 42. Maybe he did. clearing book. Yeah. J- joined the dots. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's challenging because you've got to be able to count. Well, it's fine because he borrowed it off Jeff and it was oh, literally no. just two two dots on a page. I think it's another line, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? It's a book of a hundred of them. It still takes like hours just to do oh, the, yeah. just one yeah. on each page. Uh, anyway, after a battle or two in this civil war that did not go Romanos' way, uh, Romanos, if you remember, was captured, and then his eyes were removed, possibly with tent pegs. Oh. And then, yeah, uh, and then he died of the wounds as the maggots started crawling through his face. Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> nasty. Uh, so Michael's in sole power. I'm going, Mickey Seven in charge at last. Time for this golden age, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's obviously fully under the control of John and Celus. Yeah. Yeah. Full, full on puppet emperor here. Celus is loving this. Oh, Celus is loving this. Uh, however, it's time to start introducing some of these new characters. Uh, we're going to start with a man. Isaac? Who's... No, uh, oh. it's uh, he's gone down in history as Nikephoritzes. But his name was Nikephoros, but there's too many. So he's gone down as little Nikephoros, because apparently he was quite short. Mm. Um, so Nikephoritzes is what I call him. Nikephoritzes worked for Michael's father, Constantine, back in the day as an imperial secretary. And he was keen to further his career. He was an ambitious man, was right. Nikephoritzes. Mm. Uh, we get no certain details on this, but it is safe to assume that he was no fan of Celus. You really get the impression he was in the opposite camp to Celus right. as an advisor. Right. Similar kind of role, uh, but they hated each other. Right. Yeah. That must be fun. <laughs> to... You'd love it as an emperor, just like, yeah, go on, fight it out, go on. <laughs> <laughs> well, was, they certainly did, because at some point during Constantine's reign, Nikephoritzes accused Eudocia, so Constantine's wife, of having an affair with one of the other advisors. Ooh. Yeah, now some historians have claimed that this other advisor was actually Celus himself. Uh, although oh. apparently, uh, that's unlikely. Uh, apparently, if you look into the detail it says that this person was a duke of an area that Celus wasn't but they were both called Michael which is why it's led to that assumption um, although it seems unlikely I, I think it's safe to say that whoever he accused was in the Celus camp and Nikephoritzes was not so there's definitely that that faction fighting infighting amongst the advisors going on yeah so anyway, Nikephoritzes points at Eudocia and says to Constantine, she's having an affair, sire. Uh, and uh, it, it does not go down well. <laughs> Celus's faction is able to persuade Constantine that this is all a pack of lies that Nikephoritzes is making up uh, to further his own career. Uh, and Constantine believes this, so Nikephoritzes is fired. He's exiled from the court. You know, though, if you were told... Like if you're told that though, like your wife's having an affair with Celis, 
And he speaks to Sutter, so says like, oh, no, of course not. <laughs> of no, course not. Of course no. not. It's not even me. Uh, it was no. another Michael, he said. Yeah, yes. not me, Michael. Yeah. In <laughs> fact, I'm going to write that down really nice and clearly. <laughs> yes, I love you. Um, however it went down, the upshot is Nykeferitzi's attempted a little mini-advisor coup uh, and failed, so he's chucked out. All right. He's put into political exile. I mean, he's not broken any laws or anything, so he's not thrown in prison, but he's made the Duke of Antioch. Oh, um, oh imagine that. Well, I mean, <laughs> considering how much Antioch is very debatably in the Roman Empire still. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's, uh, it's not the best place to be at the moment. It's all very hectic over there. Uh, so, Nikephoritz is in political exile, and then Constantine dies. Eudocia, remember, comes to power at that point. Yep. Um, she's very busy uh, pulling political levers to get Romanos into power. Yeah. But she's got some spare time. She's got enough time to remember that that horrible advisor accused her of having an affair not that long ago. Celus. Uh, no, Nikephorus. Oh, Nikephorus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, what happened to him? Oh, he's a duke now in Antioch. Oh, no, no, no. He deserves worse than that. Arrest that man. Yeah. So word was sent to Antioch, and uh, Nikephoritzes, who was meant to be in charge, was arrested one day and just thrown into one of the dungeons there. However, Eudocia wasn't in charge for long, because her plan worked, and Romanos then came to power. And Romanos realised he needed as many administrators in place as possible who were not blindly loyal to the Ducas family. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so, um, like, Keferetzis was alright, wasn't he? And yeah. he's no massive fan of the Ducas. So, uh, bring him back. Well, what, he's in prison? Oh, no, no, release him. Release him and he can be in charge of a theme in central Greece. So off, like, Keferetzis goes. I wonder what his treatment would, treatment would have been like in the prison. Like, would it treated like a horrible prison? Not, not good. Luxury, but, no? Yeah, this didn't sound like house arrest. This sounded like uh, three bits of straw for your bed kind of... Uh, Arrest three. Uh, if you if you were lucky, yeah. if you got one of the fancy cells, <laughs> first class yeah. cell. Yeah, exactly. Nice. So by the time of Romanos's defeat and death, several administrative changes had taken place once more, because this is the latter Roman Empire, and yeah. uh, you could almost describe it as Byzantine in its uh, administrative <laughs> ways. Uh, so things had changed around once more, and Nikephoros had found himself once again in Constantinople in the palace. So he'd managed to get his way back. He must have the biggest grin on his face, or the biggest frown. Oh, <laughs> uh, probably both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he kept switching between them every five seconds. Yeah. It was very confusing. Uh, he was going to be a lot more careful this time. Uh, slowly but surely, he drew his plans against Celus and John Ducas. Ooh. He was not happy with them. Well, he can blame him. Now, Nikephoritzes, like most others, realised that the new young emperor, uh, Michael Seven, was, to put it politely, an empty shell of a young man. All Nikephoritzes needed to do was pour in the correct words, and he would be able to bend the emperor to his will, which obviously is exactly what Celis and John Ducas are doing (laughs) at the time. Uh, I'm your daddy. Uh, but Nikephoritzes starts to uh, work on Michael as well, and he starts to turn Michael against his uncle and his advisor. But we Ooh. don't get a huge amount of details, which is a shame, but it is easy enough to see how Nikephoritzes would be able to point out the obvious puppet strings. Look, they threw your mother into prison. They don't want you to make your own decisions. They keep making their decisions and, rub- and 
you can rubber stamp them. And you literally have string tied around your wrists <laughs> and legs. <laughs> yes. Which, to be fair, is the only way we can get you to walk into the right room. But <laughs> if, you, if you listen to me, sire, uh, I'd, I'd do something far less humiliating. <laughs> Poke you we, we just have the meeting in whatever room you happen to end up in. Yeah. That's how we do it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, as a power struggle to control the Emperor developed in the palace, uh, news from afar starts coming in. Who's afar? <laughs> uh, Bulgaria. Remember Bulgaria? Oh, the Bulgars. Remember, yeah, do you remember uh, Basil II? Spent a lot of time and effort yeah. getting Bulgaria into the Empire. Yeah, they're really it's happy. good, and... wasn't it? Yeah, it's great. Started a new golden age, didn't it? Yeah. It... Like like in a non-ironic way this way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a large section of the uh, empire around where Bulgaria used to be had suddenly declared itself independent under the rule of a new Tsar. Oh. Yeah. Fortunately, however, for all concerned, there was a very capable general in the area, obviously called Nikephoros, but his name is Nikephoros Bryennios, so that's what we will be calling him, Bryennios. Bryennios. Yeah. Uh, Bryennios, a very capable gen- uh, general in the area, and he was able to put the revolt down. Not easily. It, it cost them a lot. It was hard won and took them a while, but the revolt was put down. Good. Word was sent back to the capital. We've got hold of the area, but only just. Seriously, it's shaky over here. And also, you won't believe this, but the bloody Pope is sticking his nose in. Talking pope. about a new Croatian king being crowned by the Pope. Yeah, people started to think it's it's been a while since we had that falling out with uh, the Western Church, and usually we kind of make up, and we've just ignored them since we've fallen out. No one's picked up the phone or anything, <laughs> and now he's doing what? Oh, Ooh, not happy about that. So anyway, that's bubbling along in the right. background. Meanwhile, back in the capital, uh, economic problems. Yay. Yay, because obviously everything's going to hell in a, a handbasket, and uh, the last few years have been tough for the Empire, and it starts really making a difference on the economy and the general population. After money being hoarded by the powerful for quite some time now, um, or just being taken from the powerful and then being spent on the army, who then just lost. So that went nowhere. Mm. The value of gold currency was starting to slip away. In fact, when one gold nomisma, uh, coin essentially, yeah. gold unit of currency, uh, it would have, at one point, through all of living history for everyone around, it would have got you a measure of wheat. Hmm. Whereas now, your gold coin would only get you three quarters of that measure. The angry public let their feelings be known with a devastating nickname for the emperor. Michael Parapanakis. Oh, brutal. Oh, my brutal. goodness. Brutal. Brutal. Absolutely it's, brutal. It's going to be hard to live this one down. How do you is wanna, he going to survive? Do you want to hazard a guess what Parapanakis means? Flaccid. <laughs> no. Michael no. Flaccid. No, it's not that. Uh, remember, right, you used to be able to get uh, a measure of wheat for your gold, yeah. but now you can only get three quarters for the same amount of gold. It's not Michael three quarters, is it? <laughs> Even worse, but you are very much on the right lines. Michael, three quarters of wheat. <laughs> no, 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 you're getting further away. Oh, Michael, 
a quarter less than before. You got it, got it, got it. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. It means minus a quarter. Or you could translate it to a quarter less than you had before. I was taking it, but fair enough. Nope, that is the nickname. And because we now include the nicknames in the titles, uh, we need to come up with our own translation of Parapanarchies. We've got it. Um, <laughs> I was going to suggest, we tr- because minus a quarter just doesn't roll off the tongue very well, and obviously it works better in the original language, I assume. Yeah. It didn't seem as awkward of a nickname. So I was going to use this portion of the episode to try and figure out a good nickname that still retains the meaning but sounds good. Yeah. However... <laughs> I quite like Michael Seven, one quarter less than you had before, because that that does like amuse it. me. What I don't know. Can, the card? Can, I, I won't be able to fit it on the card. It might be a long type. Can you think of a better way of saying minus a quarter? It could just be Michael three quarters, but that isn't indicating that something's been lost. No. Uh, Michael. Oh, where's that quarter gone? <laughs> Sort of wow floss, money loss. No, let's just Michael, go. For... Michael, you owe me a quarter. <laughs> yes. Oh, we'll, we'll choose one of these. Uh, yeah. In fact, I'll release the episode just as Michael Seven. And then, we'll if you're listening to this, write to us through Twitter or Facebook, put it underneath this episode, what nickname shall we give him, and then I'll go back and edit the episode. Let's, let's do that, shall we? Excellent. Right, anyway, things get worse in the city uh, because Nikephoritzes, by this point, uh, has really managed to get a hold on the emperor uh, and has started to pretty much take over the government. John Ducas and Celis are trying to fight back, but Nikephoritzes has the upper hand, uh, and he's also managed to get control of the corn trade. Not the corn all, trade? Yeah, so all, all corn coming into the capital was now to be held by the imperial government until resale. Like, Ephorizzi is attempting to build up the treasury, then jacked up the prices. So, mm. a, a, any of the grain, essentially, the government's going to keep. Uh, and uh, we need money, so it now costs more than it used to. And the gold you buy it with is worth less, so you have to give more. <laughs> yeah, so fewer people were buying the bread but the demand was still high. Uh, as, as you can imagine, this does not lead to good things. The economy starts falling over completely. Interestingly, if Celis has anything to say about this, we don't know what it is. He doesn't even talk about it uh, in his chapter uh, yeah. about Michael. But maybe this part hadn't happened yet, because, as I've said, he is writing this chapter uh, whilst Michael's there. Anyway, by this time, young Michael had been convinced that Celis was up to no good and his power in the palace had pretty much waned. Celis no longer is a person to listen to. Who? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and it's around this time that the inevitable midden hits the windmill. Because if you remember last time, we talked about the Norman mercenary of Robert Crispin. Ah, Robert Crispin. Yes, <laughs> Robert Crispin. <laughs> That's the one. Uh, yes, uh, Norman mercenary, Robert Crispin. Uh, well, it appears... Uh, Tally-ho! Well, he's dead. I hate to say this. Oh, um, God, that's a damn shame. Damn, damn shame. <laughs> I'm still, still loving your Norman accent. It is definitely accurate. <laughs> Not only is it accurate, there's a reason why it's accurate. I found out in my research. We're going to find out later. Anyway, awesome. Robert, <laughs> Robert Crispin's dead. Uh, apparently he was poisoned soon after Romanos died. However, there is more than one Norman mercenary in the area. This is the man who took over the Frankish mercenaries uh, in the area. And this man is called Roussel. Hello, my name is Russell. 
Yes, exactly. Russell. 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 Yeah, uh, Russell or Russell had been uh, gaining experience in the Mediterranean by fighting for none other than Roger and his conquest of Sicily. Ah, Roger, how are you? Which is what I mean. This all makes sense. Because Roger's a Norman. Yeah. And that is Roger's accent. That explains everything. The Normans came from Roger. Roger spawned all the Normans. He yes. was a busy chap, wasn't he? He was. So he's been around for a while. So there we go. That uh, explains why they look the same as well. Exactly. Yeah. And are good at running. Yeah. <laughs> so, Roussel, uh, he's gained experience in the Mediterranean. He's now in Anatolia, being paid to keep the ever-increasing raiding Turks at bay. And it's a damn hard job. Damn, damn I, hard. I think you, re- you need... I think you really need a clear image of Roussel in your head um, okay. to make the rest of the episode more interesting. I, I'm, I'm thinking Three Musketeer type. Oh, yeah. Like the, the, the long, like, sheets with the hole in it. Yeah, yeah. And big big hat, twirly moustache. Big feather. Yeah. And a, and a rapier. Yeah, bit of a ladies' man. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, hello, my darling. Yes, yeah. I, that, I definitely think that's Roussel. Do you fancy coming around my house some tea? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, just know, Roussel is in central Anatolia fighting the Turks. It's around this time that reports came through to Michael that the Turks were on the offensive once more, raiding deep into Anatolia. They essentially have control over the interior of all of modern Turkey. The Romans still hold the coasts, but the inside is pretty much gone. It was decided that a general would have to go and fight back, obviously. Uh, however, As we've seen, the Dukas family didn't have much in the way of military figures at this time, but there is one military family that's still around and could provide some generals. The Agrippa family. (laughs) No. Uh, At last we go back to the other brother John that I've talked about. See what I mean by getting a bit name-heavy here? Yeah. This is John Komnenos. This is the brother of Emperor Isaac Komnenos. He's the one who was in the tent with Celis whilst the bargaining was going on, remember? With his head in his hands, like, oh my god, Yeah. Um, Now, despite the differences between the Dukas and the Komnenos families, uh, as we've covered, it was decided that what they do now is they would send the son of John Komnenos, who's also called Isaac, uh, but we're going to call him Isaacios, just so there's no confusion. Uh, They're going to send Isaacios Komnenos off to go and fight the Turks. Fair enough. So, Isaacios sets off with his forces. His forces obviously still in a bit of a mess, because they had just lost uh, just a couple of years before to the Turks in Manzikert. That's going to be a bit of a, like a morale blow, isn't it? Yeah, and also then was, there was that civil war that followed it as well. So, yeah. the troops aren't doing great. Um, oh, and it's never good. With The last time they faced the Turks, remember, the Emperor got captured. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so. This isn't looking good. But it's fine. They're going to go off, and they're going to meet up <laughs> with uh, Roussel when, they, when they're in central Anatolia. Ah, hello, chaps. Yeah. Very uh, good to see you. So, Michael's sat in the, um, in the palace. Right. Isaacios is headed off. Yep. Report soon comes back. We have met up with Roussel and the mercenary Franks, and we are advancing on the Turks. Report to follow shortly. <laughs> Just a blood stain everywhere. <laughs> oh, no. The report comes in. <laughs> what do you think it says? It's just got a sword hole through it. Uh, send help. <laughs> <It's>, ah! <laughs> no. Isaacios okay. has defeated a Turkish detachment 
and him and Roussel were off to go and engage a second. Brilliant. Oh. Yeah. Report to follow. Detachment, that's like a small scouting party, though, isn't yeah, it? It's a raiding. The Turks aren't invading here. These are just raiding parties into Roman lands. It's not a full-on okay. invasion. So, so, so it's, what they've small... sent to, it's what they were sent to tackle. Right, okay. Fair enough. Fair yeah. Enough. They're they... going to try and do another one. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're, okay. they're on a roll. Why not? Yeah. Okay. They wait a bit, and then the report comes in. Delivered by some bloke. I mean, it's, it's not Roger. He's busy okay. in Sicily oh. starting his own empire up. Um, right, we, we need someone else incredibly slow and bored. <laughs> here go. You sign here. There's no, no here. Here. Initial here. It's uh, it's Simon, who used to do the bird watching. Oh, Simon. Yeah. Who I don't think we've ever mentioned in our Emperor series, only ever in our no. Republic series. Yeah. 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 Either that or Keith. Keith with the keys, Keith. Oh yeah, yeah. change career because he's so bad at looking after keys. Yeah, again, so keep, I think be good. He's got I think it edge. was our Republic series. We decided that we were changing his name to Keith as well because yeah. th- actually no, his name used to be Simon, didn't it? Yeah, mm. keep with the keys, Keith. Also does letters on the side. That's who's delivering the letter. There we go. Yeah, Is he like a proper Amazon delivery? So he'll knock once. And you're not there within half a second, he's run off with your package. Yeah, he just leaves it in what he guesses is a safe place. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, could be anywhere. Could be anywhere. (laughs) The emperor was walking through the palace one day and just saw a letter just tucked behind a sofa. I went, oh, this must be the report. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, so um, how bad? How bad do you think this report could be? It's ultimate bad of, like, they're all dead. This is actually written by the enemy. I mean, that, that'd be pretty bad. Um, but I'm guessing it's like, we've lost help. I'm, I'm carrying my intestines as we speak. <laughs> the report came through that as they engaged the second lot of forces, Isaacios had lost. Oh. And then there was a PTO at the bottom. <laughs> oh, dear. And also, he'd been captured by the Turks. Oh, not again. <laughs> yeah. And then there's a little PTO at the bottom, which is really weird. (laughs) It's a four-dimensional letter. (laughs) Because the news is so bad, it's bent the laws of physics. (laughs) Because as a confused Michael turns the letter over once more, there is indeed a third side. Oh, and uh, Roussel has abandoned the empire and has declared independence. The land he was now standing on apparently just belongs to him. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> so, literally, the patch he's standing on, like, personally. This square foot belongs to me. Sort of central Anatolia, basically. All right. The land that okay. the Romans were still claiming were theirs, Yeah. that the Turks were claiming was theirs, yeah. Roussel. <laughs> well, this is mine, sir. <laughs> Roussel, in, in true, true Norman fashion, uh, just went... This is mine. I've put a flag in it. And, uh, <laughs> it's what yeah. we do. <laughs> I'm stuck I... between two giant empires. I've got an army of a couple of thousand men. Tally-ho, lads. <laughs> yeah. So, there you go. Not great. Well, no. No. Uh, as Italiati's reports, and I quote here, when report of this reached the emperor, it certainly seemed as though he was upset. Which, again, gives you... <laughs> Gives, gives you an insight into maybe what Michael was like as an emperor. <laughs> Sir, do you even comprehend the letter? Huh? 
Well, it was decided uh, that something really needed to be done. Um, remember, John Dukas is still on the scene, and he's not putting up with this. So all the forces were put together, and this time it was John Dukas himself who was going to go out, and he was going to teach this Roussel a thing or two. Their forces had one task and one task only, destroy Roussel. Well, I challenge you to a duel at dawn, sir. Well, as we've already covered, John Dukas, not particularly a military leader. Oh, no, he's not, is he? He's more of a political puppet master. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's had some experience. He was pulling strings in the short civil war, but he's not really a hands-on general. Yeah. Uh, he's also not an idiot. So <laughs> what he does is he takes an experienced general with him. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, it's a man called Nikephoros. Yeah, of course it is. Obviously. This is Nikephoros Botaniates, but... Just to make it really clear, I'm going to call him Nikephoros III. You might want to pop a box around him. Oh dear. He's an old general, by the way. Don't think a young, sprightly man advising. He's an old general. Short, short-tempered and a bit, like, grouchy. Grizzled. Come on, then! He'd seen things. Yeah. yeah. Nikephoros III was an experienced general who was seen by the Dukas family as being loyal to them. So he was... If not okay. in the pocket of Dukas' family, but he was certainly one of their men. Right. So John Dukas marches out with the army, and he meets, meets up with Roussel. Uh, his advisor, Nikephoros III, uh, had one piece of advice for John Dukas. Don't attack right now, sir. Uh, Roussel has the better position, and in order to attack the, uh, the Frankish mercenaries, we'll have to cross quite a, a slippery, narrow bridge. Uh, so, don't. I will give you exactly one guess as to what John <laughs> decides to do. Nah, screw that. We're crossing the bridge. Oh, yes. Flashback to the capital. There's Michael. <laughs> he soon receives some news. Oh, no. He opens it up. It's just a piece of paper that just says PTO on it, right in the middle. <laughs> Go on, take a guess. Um, he's either killed or captured. Captured? Excellent. Captured again. Uh, and Roussel was gathering men and advancing on the capital. He had a certain charm about him, did this Roussel, and men were drawn to him. And they, they were just advancing. So that's not good, is it? No, that's not. No, uh, but then no. another letter appeared almost immediately afterwards. Oh, and uh, his Uncle John has declared himself emperor. What? Or rather, Roussel had forced Uncle John to declare himself emperor. So Roussel's got John Ducas and is now saying John Ducas is now the Emperor and I control him. So Right. Yeah. This is a damn good coup. He can't say coup. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's his only flaw. Well, Michael apparently went in front of the Senate and delivered a speech at this point. Oh no. <laughs> I'll just quote one line of it. I am at the brink of death, he said. <laughs> <laughs> You haven't slept in days. Are you sure you're okay, sir? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's even got through to Michael that things are looking bad here. Uh, Nikephoritzes and Michael devise a plan. What What would you do at this point? Um. Well, you could... I'd give up. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to give do. up. There's no army to speak of at the moment. But what they could do... Buy their time. Buy their time. Oh, just pay them off. Roussel's a mercenary. He's got a mercenary army. They would send gifts to him and ask him very nicely to stop. Yes, sir, I am here for the dollar. Yeah, it didn't work. Or maybe not. 
No, Rousseau realised he could get far more if he carried on with his plan. Yeah. There was one more tactic they could try, however. They, like I say, no army left to speak of. Paying the moss not working. But there are a lot of fighting men nearby. Frangingard? No. I mean, yes, but there's not enough of them. You need a bigger force. A big force who have proved themselves oh, to be very good at fighting recently. The Bulgars. No, 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 no. Think the other direction. No, not the <laughs> not the caliphate. Oh, yeah, the Turks. Michael contacts the Turks. Uh, a man named Suleiman is the general uh, in charge of the newly forming Sultanate of Rome, or Rome, as what they called it, right. which essentially is the Anatolian lands that they'd created. So they wrote to Suleiman, any chance you want to attack these uh, Frankish mercenaries for me? And in return, you can have central Anatolia. I would love to have seen their reaction. I imagine them just like laughing for. <laughs> I'm guessing those high up uh, in, in the Turkish Empire, uh, in the Caliphate, have d- been doing nothing but laugh nonstop since Mansakert, is what <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the offer, you'll be unsurprised to learn, was accepted very readily. Oh, yeah. uh, a battle <laughs> soon took place between Solomon and Roussel. The Turks won. Damn! Michael hears of this in the palace. A letter turns up. It's a letter from Suleiman. <laughs> What's it say? <laughs> well, I've taken Anatolia, and I'm invading yeah. you. <laughs> nope, not that. Okay. We attacked Roussel. We have destroyed their forces. We captured Roussel. Ooh. That also means we have John Ducas. Oh. You can have him back for a price. Admin fees. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Obviously, the Ducas family pay. It's a fortune. But they pay because they want John Ducas. Oh, and they want Roussel. They are angry with (laughs) Roussel. So they send word, fine, we'll pay for Ducas and Roussel. Letter comes back. We have released John Ducas. He is on his way back to you. Uh, Sorry, however, uh, Roussel's wife was able to raise his uh, ransom, so we let him go as well. Tally-ho! So uh, Michael and John Ducas uh, and the whole Ducas family were utterly furious. Yeah. Uh, They'd given away central Anatolia, and they didn't even get Roussel. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. The Turks uh, are just loving this. They've now got central Anatolia. Um, It's now formally theirs. Uh, and they're just watching the Romans, instead of trying to fight back, just become obsessed with this Norman mercenary. Yeah. So Michael, back in the palace, is is truly angered by this point. Uh, he knows he's got to get Roussel, but he doesn't know how he's going to do it. As for Uncle John, he was monked. Like Kifaritzis had a, uh, an idea that he whispered into Michael's ear, you can't have your uncle around, he declared himself emperor. You can't have people who declared themselves emperor around. That's true. It just isn't good. So, there you go. Uncle John is monked, and that's him out the way. No more Uncle John. Nikephoritzes is now pretty much fully in charge. So, let's just recap on all the moving parts here. You've got Michael sitting around humming to himself. You've got (laughs) Nikephoritzes in charge in the capital. Uncle John Ducas has been monked, and he's off to one side. Celus yep. uh, is out the running. No one's listening to him anymore. No. Um, you've got the dashing Roussel in 
uh, Anatolia. Yeah. He is now declared himself uh, the king of his land again yeah. and has declared independence uh, <laughs> from the Turks this time because the land now belongs to the Turks. Um, yeah. And there were also four generals hanging around, remember. In the west, Bulgaria area, we still have Bryennios, Nikephoros Bryennios. Nice. He's still there. Yeah. In the east, failing to hold back the storm is Nikephoros III. Uh, he, by the way, wasn't captured when John Ducas was, because when John Ducas rode off into battle against Nikephoros III's uh, advice, yeah. Nikephoros III just hung back <laughs> and enabled <laughs> us to slip you, away. You go ahead. You go ahead. <laughs> so, yeah, he's still trying to hold the Turkish raids back, but is failing. Excellent. Uh, there is the aforementioned Isaacios Komnenos, who... Um, He's, he's a bit embarrassed now. He got captured, so no one's really expecting anything off him anymore. Yeah. He got ransomed back, and yeah. yeah. Uh, and then there's the fourth general, but we've not come across him yet. He is the brother of Isaacios Komnenos, the right. son of John Komnenos, and the nephew of Isaac Komnenos. So another family member from the family we have seen before. You want to put a box around this one, however, because this is Alexios Komnenos. And he is given one job at this time. Go and get Roussel. Make him feel pain. Yeah, it's time to get some revenge. <laughs> hurt him, just hurt him. Yeah, Michael and Nikephoritzes are just furious. Uh, besides themselves. That's what they are. They're both beside themselves, so they kind of turned into each other. <laughs> because they went beside each other yeah. themselves and the, they crossed over. Melded. That's how angry they are. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, they despise Roussel with a passion f that eclipses their dislike for the Turks. Yeah, the Turks are eating into the empire, but they've not insulted them like Roussel has. So, it seemed like very good news when uh, they got a letter from the Turks. Suleiman's back in touch. Yeah. Um, no, no, it's good news. It's good news. Okay, that's positive. Yeah. Um, Sorry about releasing Roussel for that large ransom before. Uh, didn't realise you wanted him, <laughs> honest. Um, but actually, he's starting to really annoy us now because that land you gave us, he keeps declaring it for himself. <laughs> we keep taking down his flags. He's putting a new yeah, one. Yeah, he's, he's just getting a bit annoying. It's so embarrassing now. We thought about going and killing him, uh, but then we had a little meeting and we thought it would be hilarious if you actually <laughs> like paid us to do it. <laughs> Because why do anything for free when you can get you fools to pay us to do it? So, how about we capture him again and then we'll sell him to you? Michael responds, okay. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Roussel was indeed busy trying to set up his new independent Norman state in Anatolia. Uh, so he had set up some meetings with the Turks. He was trying to actually sort this out properly. Well, by properly, I mean he was waving his flag around very vigorously yeah. and saying the words tally-ho a lot. Yeah. Tally-ho! My land! My <laughs> land! Invasion! Empire! Yeah, in, in one meeting he was captured. Oh, okay. Yeah. The Turks then made a fortune when Alexius turns up and pays for him. Oh. Yeah, so the Turks are still laughing all the way to the bank <laughs> yet again. Uh, yeah. Alexius uh, then gathers up Roussel and heads back to the capital. He was taken in front of Michael, who decides not to kill him. Well, that's some damn good news. Thank you, sir. No, 
Instead, and I'll quote, he was confined in a dark and inhuman tower, where he was kept in iron fetters without proper care. So, oh. deep, dark dungeon. <laughs> oh, I say. It's ha- how many sticks of straw? <laughs> None. Oh. <laughs> oh, I say. So, 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 how many cups of tea should I expect every day? Only one. <laughs> oh, man. Margarine on toast, not, not butter. <laughs> Good lord. My, Michael has finally managed to conquer Rome's biggest enemy, the the small mercenary leader, who's just making a bit of a nuisance. Uh, oh, the fl- flag waver. So, new golden age, yeah? New golden age? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what's that, though? Oh, omens, Jamie. Oh, omen time. Oh, I won't say whether they're good or bad. I'll let you decide. Okay. First of all, uh, these all come from Ateliates, by the way. Yeah, read the omen and I'll decide. A three-legged chicken was born. It depends where the leg is, because if it's in the place where the eggs come out, that's negative, Mm. because you won't get eggs. But But you've got three drumsticks. Well, exactly. If you're starting up your own CFC, (laughs) then, yeah, there you go. You've you've got more drumsticks, haven't you? I'm going to go with the positive. Okay, okay. Second one. A baby was born. Well, that's positive. There's more. There's oh, more. okay. With an eye on its forehead. Like a cyclops? Or yeah, a third yeah, apparently eye. it's right in the middle. Right in the middle. As a third eye? No, no, apparently it just had an eye. It's a cyclops. Or maybe it was a three-eyed. I read it as a one-eye, but yeah, maybe it's a three-eye. That's what I thought. Does this initially. make a difference whether it's good or bad? one eyes, I think, is negative. You haven't got depth perception. That's true. Um, you okay. walk into things. Well, there's more to this one, so I'm going to see if it makes a difference. Uh, it also had the feet of a dog. Pause. Yeah. I'm great. starting to suspect these may not be accurate. Well, there's a little bit more to this one. It was left outside to the elements and made a sound. <laughs> Do you want to know what sound it made? Did it bark? The sound of a human baby. <laughs> I'd say that's just unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's really hope that this is just hearsay and nonsense. Yeah. And it wasn't a poor actual child that was just left to the elements to die just because it was born slightly disfigured. Well, you know how caring they were in the Oh, they times. definitely were, yeah. Anyway, times, uh, no. oh no, there's another one. Two oh. soldiers were struck by lightning whilst on guard duty. See, you could argue that's incredibly unlucky or incredibly f- lucky because that's unlikely to happen. <laughs> they beat the odds. Just because something is unlikely to happen doesn't automatically make it lucky. Yeah, it does. <laughs> You're so lucky you caught scurvy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, but, you know, they're wearing metal armour as well and standing under the tree with an umbrella up. It's not the best look, is it? No. Yeah. Uh, well, Atiliates, uh claims that all these were bad omens, by the way. Oh, I'll say the chicken with three legs is very lucky. Okay, fair enough. I would argue that point. Other omen, less supernatural. Uh, the omen was that everyone was literally starving to death. That's bad? That's bad, yeah. The economy was falling apart really badly. The poor could no longer afford to eat. In fact, I'll quote here, their bodies were heaped both in the so-called porticos and the open spaces. Everywhere you saw sad faces, and the reigning city was filled with misery. Oh, dear. Yeah. 
probably a little bit of the old plague going through, because there always was, um, but this seems to be more people starving to death rather than pestilence. Yeah. So, uh, mm. yeah. Not good. Oh, uh, Michael gets another letter at this point. Yeah. Nikephros is revolting. Nikephros 3? The old guy? Um, yeah. The general, the experienced general? Uh, yeah, uh, but but also the other one. Bryanios as well. Oh, both? Yeah, both independently, but both at exactly the same time. Oh. Yeah. Bryanios, that's the the guy, Bulgaria area in yeah. the west. Um, yes, he, he declares himself emperor. Uh, and then you've got Nikephoros III in the east. Uh, he declares himself emperor. Now, because we're quite na- name-heavy, I've kind of given away who's going to come out on top here. Uh, because I, I didn't want to, but I just thought, no, it's going to get confusing unless yeah. we make things clearer. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, it's not looking good. Michael found himself in need of a fighting man to fight back these forces. Now, usually, at uh, times of desperation, he'd go to Uncle John. Yeah. Uh, but he's been monked. Yeah. He can't go to Nikephoros III, the Ducas family general, because he's the one revolting. So who's he got? Alexios? He has, but that only can deal with one threat. He needs someone else. <laughs> you just look briefly excited, then confused. No, no it's... No. <laughs> I have an idea, sir. <laughs> These chains are awfully uncomfortable. <laughs> it is exactly what he does. This is far too milky. <laughs> Love to have been a fly on the wall after spending most of his rule just being obsessed with getting this one man in prison. Brilliant. He then releases him. <laughs> Unleashed with an army. <laughs> yes. The talking silver tongued devil. Yeah, Roussel is released. Uh, Roussel and Alexios actually work together to begin with and they fight a skirmish with Bryanios' brother uh, and they win, which is good. Yeah. Uh, but that just gave Nikephoros III in the east more time to organise. Yeah. Nikephoros was able to talk to Solomon, the Turkish leader in the area. How about you guys just lay off a bit? Yeah, <laughs> seriously. I'll go and defeat Michael, and then when I'm emperor, you'll have a friendly emperor to deal with. Now, the Turks probably didn't see any advantage to this. They already had a kind of friendly emperor to deal with, but they were probably <laughs> sniggering away, going, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Go for it. We're loving Knock this. yourselves <laughs> out, Romans. You do you. <laughs> yeah, so the Turks gave Nikephoros III their blessing, uh, and Nikephoros III was able to advance on the capital. Uh, if there's any thought of the two rebel forces joining together into one unified Nikephoros rebellion, they were dashed as the two sides skirmished as they got closer to Constantinople. Yeah. Michael and Nikephoritzes saw the writing on the wall. They simply could not put down both revolts. And then suddenly the palace guard were persuaded to back Nikephoros III. But you support the emperor. <laughs> Yes, he's now the emperor. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Michael Michael was seized at the same, pretty much at the same time as saying I surrender, uh, and was monked. Nikephoritzes oh. was brutally put to death. Ooh, how brutal! Yeah, uh, bits were chopped off. Ooh. Yeah, uh, Nikephoros III was declared emperor, 
And there we go. That's the end of Michael. It's very hard not to get into Nikephros's story here because it's that's the interesting stuff going on. Um, yeah. And also Alexios is around, obviously fighting as well, and he's another future emperor. Yeah. Uh, but for Michael, it was just a case of, oh dear, I give up. So that's where we're going to end the story here. Uh, but we now have Nikephros III as the emperor. But yep. you also have Bryennios, who is in the middle of a revolt as well. And you have young Alexios doing his bit. And obviously, we have Roussel. But their episodes are not this episode. It is said that Michael lived another 12 years. Who knows if he developed a understanding of the passage of time. So maybe he enjoyed that being a monk. Who knows? But that is Michael. Fightiness Maximus. Maximus. <laughs> Zero. It's not even worthy of a conversation. <laughs> they, they kept losing to, to Roussel. They kept getting captured. He did Their nothing own himself. man. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's so bad. Uh, yeah, zero. Next. Aprovium Crazium. Uh, uh, no, he just isn't written about. I mean, no. everyone else is doing the things. There's no crazy stories here. No, you can infer these either lazy or whatever, but... Yeah, um, but I don't think it really... No. You could give him a point for not pulling his weight as emperor. I'll give him a point for not pulling his weight. Fair enough. That, I think that measly one is actually more amusing than a zero, so I'll let <laughs> that stand. Yeah. Right, one. Success, Success ultimate. Is it time to start minus numbers? I think it might be. <laughs> I mean, no, it's a zero. Utter failure. I mean, seriously, what, what, what? What was that? He did nothing. Yeah. There's, there's... He stole money from his people as well. That's not great. Oh, yeah, he let Nikephoritzes essentially run right with the economy, yeah. uh, which really messed things up. Uh, yeah, it's just really bad. The Empire's really in bad. a much worse state than it was. I, if I told you that the Empire only lasted 50 more years, you probably wouldn't be surprised, would you? It is falling apart. 50 like more a, years? Like a damp flannel. No, no, that's not true, but if I oh, told you that... Yeah, I'm surprised it goes on for longer, to be honest. Is it the 14-something? We've still got 400 years, Jamie. Bloody hell. Time-wise, we're only just over two-thirds of the way through. Wow. We get some long rulers, though, so we, we start skipping through time quite quickly. Well, that implies there's time of stability, which is good. Mm. Yeah, no, this is very much a low point right now. Uh, things oh, will yeah. get better before the end a little bit, yeah. Right. Uh, but for now, it's a zero in this round for Michael. Image of There we go. Oh, oh, hmm. That's nice. what it looks like. Nice. Looks like he's holding an apple. Yeah, he's, he's holding an apple with um, a holy cross just wedged in it. Uh, I don't like the fact it's got a beard, though. <laughs> no, no. I don't like beards at the moment. I think they're overrated. <laughs> Just a bit of manly stubble. Um, yeah, that's all you need. Uh, I, it's, it's, it's a big beaten actually. coin. It's all right. There's nothing wrong with that coin. He's not got much of a face left because the coin's been beaten up quite a bit. It's fairly typical. Nothing bad, nothing great. I'm no. in the middle of the road. Five. Yeah, I'll match that. Five. Temple completed. How long does he last? Uh, surely only a couple of years. Maybe six well, years, seven years, eight years. Put it this way. He's not called Mickey Seven because he scored seven in Totalis Rankium because he's not that good. He's called Mickey Seven because... He reigned for seven years? No, because he was the seventh Michael. Come on, Jamie. I would have thought you'd have got this pint. <laughs> That's not fair. Oh, 
but but he did. <laughs> Sorry, he did also rule for seven years from ten seven one to ten seven eight. You will never trust me with a question again, will you? Uh, yes. From <laughs> from ten seven one to ten seven eight. That's a seven whole years. Seven whole years. Mm. That's zero point eight eight for tempo completo. Mm. Which gives him a total score, or at least it gives... He has a total score. We'll now add it up incorrectly, uh, but then I'll figure it out and put it on the card correctly. What's he got, Jamie? Uh, Potentially. (laughs) (laughs) 47.3. Wow, he did well. He did. Uh, 4.38. I added it up and everything. 4.38. There we go. That is a score, 4.38. It's not good, and nor was his reign. And now we get to say no. No, this could be his round. Oh, okay, let's let's try it, let's try it. Right. Do they have a certain je ne sais Yeah, no, it's not his round, is it? It's not his round, no. it's not. No. I, ch- I checked, I looked around, just in case. Yeah, I, I even asked the coin, but the, I can't find the coin, that's how bad it is. Yeah, it slunk off, yeah. I saw it behind you. <laughs> no. It did an embarrassed little wave <laughs> as it closed the door. Um, yeah. Well, there we go, that's Michael. Um, and well. that's also the end of Badukas reign the dynasty the dukas dynasty is over wasn't long well no no it wasn't uh so nikephros three next old general steady hand on the tiller but we've had reasonably successful generals before that actually don't make good emperors yeah because they're either too harsh or too trigger happy and just (laughs) being trigger happy back then was just weird but yes that's meant to be completely different Right, well, we'll find out next time, won't we? Yeah. Um, right, thank you very much for listening. Uh, before we go, however, Ooh. just just going to share uh, something. On Twitter, I've retweeted a couple of times today, so if you go on Twitter and just look look back a bit, one of our listeners, Henry Wakefield, has been doing some data uh, mining uh, with the data that we've created for Total's Ranking. Yeah. So... If you're interested in what province the emperor was born in, in regards to whether they get Gene Caesar, what's the most important factor, and how does the emperor come to power, all these things are broken down into some really cool-looking graphs. Yeah. He said in his tweet he is spending far too much time doing this, but we appreciate it. <laughs> Always love a bit of data. So uh, go and check that out if you've not already. I'll put it up on Facebook as well, so you can see if you're not on Twitter. I'm just te- I'm just uh, tweeting this to LJ because she likes the older data, doesn't she? She did. Uh, LJ Trafford did some data uh, collating and graph making for us not long yeah. ago. <laughs> At the end of series one, I think. So thank you very much for that. Um, and uh, no, I, I, I was saying that confidently, thinking something would come into my head, um, but nothing did. Absolutely not. Uh, no. Thank you for listening uh, and for downloading some Podbean Ishes as Stitcher. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Yes. And all that needs to be said is. <laughs> Tally ho! <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Michael, is that you? Oh, it's you. I don't like you. Well, I'm not going to speak to you. I'll speak to... Like a Fretzies. Let's speak to you. Yes. Michael, just...
here. Play with this this rock with a face on it. Right. How embarrassing. Well, so... No, 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 let me stop you there. It's pronounced the classic, normal, Norman way. Russell. Fine, whatever, Russell. Uh, look, I don't want to be here. Michael doesn't want to be here. You probably don't want us to be here, but you probably heard. The Nykephoroses, they're revolting. <laughs> yes, I've heard, I've heard. I was having my one cup of tea a day with far too much milk. Damn it, man, stop your gloating. You know why we're here. You're going to make me say it, aren't you? I'm going to make you say it because I have no idea what you're going to say. <sighs> Fine. We need a man of experience to lead the troops. Oh, do you now? Well, that's interesting. That's very, very interesting. Hmm, let me think. Who can I think of who's a fantastic general who can hold off the Roman army, has a fantastic moustache, and just dresses in a delectable way? Look, you lead the army, we'll release you. Oh, well, it's not going to be that easy. What? What? You're not going to offer me a generalship and expect me to lead the army just on one mere request. I've been through hell for the past four years. You've been in here for two weeks, Roussel. It's felt like four years. Do you know what tortures I've suffered? I can finally relate to the common prisoner. No one's laid a finger on you. Don't get me wrong, we were going to. We've not got round to it yet. This bed. Look at this bed. Can you see what is wrong with it? The fact you got a bed astounds me, to be honest. Look at the mattress, man! What's wrong? It is made from duck feather. I specifically asked for goose feather. Oh, right, just name your price, man. What, what will you wrench from the Roman Empire? Nothing. There is nothing you can offer me, nothing you can do to me. I will not agree. Fine, I didn't want to do this. I'm not a man who enjoys watching other people suffer. You monster! That's right. From now on, you will only be served marmalade on toast. Without the bits. No, you're a beast! Oh, it doesn't stop there. No, no more. The milk will be fully skimmed. No, not skimmed milk. You need the fat. My God, you need the fat. The trumpets will only be spread with a choice of margarine or Vegemite. No, stop. I can't listen to this anymore. The brutality, the sheer pain, the torture. The scones oh, will always oh. be pronounced scones. <laughs> Say it isn't so, not the scones. Don't take the scones. They're all I have. The clotted cream. Merely a suspicious white substance. Surely you don't mean... Oh yes, single whipped. No, you're a beast. Unless you agree to lead the armies. Your stay here, I hate to say, will be... Merely upper middle class. No, no! What did my father say? Dear Papa, fine, I shall do as you ask. I shall be your puppet on a string. Good. 